today's episode of Green Grass and High Tides, I'm going to be talking all about tomatoes. It's in association with 44foods.com. They partner with UK producers who are passionate about the fantastic food they create, whether that's fresh fish from the Cornish coast or prime Scottish beef, taking the passion for delicious food and delivering it with care direct to your door. 44foods.com. Now, when I think about where to start with tomatoes, I think that the first thing I want to get out there is if you've grown your own tomatoes, you, like me, will be biased. There's nothing tastier. A homegrown tomato is hard to beat. But if you are buying tomatoes, then heritage, you know, heirloom varieties grown in season, ripening in the sun, taste so, so much better. In front of me here, I've got a massive selection of tomatoes from 44 Foods. I've got little cherry tomatoes on the vine, wonderful orange, yellow, bright red, green, sort of striped tiger varieties, all sorts. And I really think that when you're looking to buy a tomato, you want to fundamentally be focusing on are they in season? Because that's where you're going to get the flavour. And then also, you know, how are they grown? Are they... Uh, traditional varieties or they sometimes can be lacking in flavor if you just get a large tomato that's a commercial one you'll find in the supermarket so buying good tomatoes equates to wonderful flavor in the kitchen i think for me as well tomatoes are a plant that gets a classic fruit vegetable divide it's actually you know a part of the deadly nightshade family and they're regarded as a vegetable but in fact yes they are a fruit so myth busting here straight away there are thousands of varieties and they come in all colours and sizes, but they're a fruit because they have their seeds on the inside. They generally work well in all sorts of cooking, can be eaten raw or cooked. I tend to grow ours down here in, in Cornwall undercover in a polytunnel or greenhouse, and that's just because we've got quite a few problems with blight when it's damp, and tomatoes can be susceptible to that when grown outdoors. But over the years, I've grown so many tomatoes in grow bags on the south-facing terrace, you know, even in windowsills. So the way they grow is very much you will plant them in a pot, transplant when they get a bit larger, and they can get up to sort of one to two metres tall, sometimes even taller. They can also be trained quite well if you cordon them or just I quite often will let them go bushy and just not do the pinching out part. Now, pinching out refers to when you get a tomato plant, it grows up towards the light and it sends out these lateral shoots. But in between the main stem and the lateral shoot, you'll get sort of at a 45 degree angle. So it dissects the, the sort of the, the, the square there, the 90 degrees. You'll have a shoot that comes out. If you allow that to grow, you'll get more branches with more tomatoes cropping. The downside is the tomatoes become smaller because there's only so much nutrients in the plant. So what I tend to do is just pinch that out in order to put more of the energy from the tomato plant into the vine and then basically helps grow fuller tomatoes. I think as well watering is really important with the tomato plant. Many gardeners will know if you get your watering wrong and you don't do it regularly then you'll end up with bursting sort of seams that the tomatoes will crack because they've got too much moisture in waves rather than a steady supply so I think garden irrigation it's a real faff to put in place but god it's worth it when you can turn a tap and you've got little drippers the other thing that works incredibly well with tomato plants is a two litre bottle um, that if you've got any from I don't know a fizzy bottle of water that you've bought chop off the bottom turn it upside down and stick it into the soil and then with your watering can 
you fill that bottle up and what it does is it gradually soaks into the soil around the base of the plant rather than very often if you're watering a tomato plant the water can run off and basically not be absorbed into the soil around the plant so that's uh, one thing to consider i think also the season of tomatoes it does vary depending on where you are the isle of wight has a very nice early season Herefordshire and worcestershire where these ones here are grown really good summer growing conditions but you've also got the end of season tomato where you'll get green tomatoes that are basically unripe and that's the time of year when i just go absolutely nuts for chutney i'm a real sucker for making my own chutney and i think there are so many recipes out there if you've got a glut of tomatoes or you've bought just more than you more than you need or know what to do with then have a look at making a red tomato relish with a little bit of chili or frying green tomatoes and having them on toast that's a wonderful sort of uh, breakfast brunch dish I think bottom line is tomatoes got quite a long season they're abundant they're a great crop to grow in the small space and they're dead easy to harvest you know you just snip off the vine with a pair of scissors there are some parts of the plant that are inedible the leaves I think really avoid I've been reading up on it and you can try and eat them but just don't don't bother uh, it's not worth it the 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 skin of the tomato is edible some people if they're trying to make a very fine puree might remove the skin of a tomato but personally i think life's too short to be peeling tomatoes inside you've got the flesh you've got the um the juicy pulpy seeds as well it's got like a jelly like pulp around them and that's all very very good for you rich in dietary fiber vitamin c very very healthy and also 95 percent water which is why i think we're drawn to them in summertime it's a great way of hydrating but it can also make a very wet sauce if you overcook a tomato. So be aware that if you are cooking them in a pasta sauce, you've almost got to commit by putting them in at the last minute for texture or cook it until some of that water evaporates and you're left with a, a more intense tomatoey flavour. So talking about the taste of tomatoes, I think that all cooks know they're a wonder ingredient to play with in the kitchen. But I think it's also no mistake that when you go on an airline and you lose 20 to 30 percent of your palate due to the altitude there are certain foods that are still served in order to break and punch through that loss of flavor on your palate and one of those that we've all you know tried is a tomato juice or a bloody mary you know and the reason it works so well partly you've got that boost of worcestershire sauce celery salt you know the the components of umami flavor but tomato juice itself is so abundantly sweet and savory and and bright as a flavor i think that it's a very versatile ingredient you know it's used in curries it's used in italian pasta sauces you can you can roast it to bring out a deeper flavor but i think the the types of cherry tomato almost shape the way they want to be cooked so a cherry tomato obviously they are firm sweet little fruits that come in all sorts of colors whether it's red the majority yellow golden orange they have a crisp texture quite a sweet bite to them they can be roasted on the vine which is obviously great pinch of sea salt or maybe a drizzle of balsamic they also are incredibly good just eaten raw almost like a uh, a sweet finish to a salad where you can have all these other components but sometimes that freshness just cuts through all of the other um, elements on a plate so I think cherry tomatoes very popular uh, lots of varieties out there beefsteak tomatoes are huge you know and again you can almost roast them 
whole, stuff them, serve them in half on a you know a big grill. And then there's all of the heritage varieties. I've got some of these beautiful, colourful ones here. Slightly different textures from one type to the next. Very often quite tangy in flavour. Plum tomatoes, easy to spot. They've got sort of a slightly elongated shape. Again, make a very good tomato sauce. They also are excellent, just added to a stew or a sort of a, a slow cooked dish. And then green tomatoes, I think I've mentioned, I, I'm really into them. I like eating them, you know, just dusted in polenta and, and f deep fried. And they make the best chutney with spices, a little bit of cooking apple, a Bramley apple, some onion. So I think that when it comes to varieties that are available, they very often have a certain way that they're best served. I think a great test and a great sort of entry level way of cooking them is probably a bruschetta where sourdough rubbed toast it rub it with a raw garlic clove put on some chopped tomatoes and some fresh basil and drizzle with olive oil i think other ideas are to try out the flavor of a tomato with a pinch of salt like a good sea salt really brings out that flavor i'm going to do a tomato test in the kitchen later i mentioned tomato juice but bloody mary's you know tomato can really handle chili and i think it takes heat it takes roasted garlic deep flavors herbs i mean my go-to sort of combination of herbs to put with tomato is probably herb de provence kind of vibe or basil um, oregano also really lovely with tarragon as well and probably one of my favorite all-time dishes is is sun-dried tomato with tarragon paprika lemon and chicken it's kind of a retro dish but gosh tasty fennel as well works really well and then i think the the stewed summer veg, ratatouille, kind of that idea of minestrone. Like, there's so many ways of cooking with tomatoes. My top tips would be if um, you're dealing with tomatoes, they've obviously got very high water content. So if you are cooking them, then cook them down to intensify the flavour so it doesn't end up sort of tasting watery. And then very often add a bit of acidity. So consider a, a dash of vinegar um, and or lemon juice then of course you've got sun-dried tomatoes you can do that yourself in the oven dead easy just like put the oven on low sort of 80 100 degrees chop them thinly and just dry them for a few hours and then marinate in olive oil you could put in some garlic a pinch of of herbs but having your own semi-dried sun-dried tomatoes you know that halfway point between being very dry it again, it intensifies the flavour into little pockets of rich sort of sweet tomato nuggets that you can just put into a pasta dish. It's also wonderful to try, and again, this is unusual, but make a tomato powder, okay? You can trust me with this, it, it does work. So dehydrate it all the way down until it's then able to be blitzed in a coffee grinder. You can then add in a pinch of celery salt and your... Your seasoning of using tomato in that way is a lovely way to reduce the sea salt or your salt levels that you're intaking, but enhance that umami sweet tang that you get from a good rich tomato base. I think for me, when I think about how to cook tomatoes, I mentioned don't approach them too fussy. Don't don't think about, you know, scoring the bottom, putting them in boiling water and peeling them because you end up then just wasting the skins. If you do have to do that, then maybe have a go at taking those tomato skins and candying them and having them as almost like a sweet, salty garnish of some sort or deep frying them. But generally, cook the tomato with its seeds, its pulp, its skin, its, its lovely flesh all together. It roasts very, very well on high temperatures. You'll end up with that blistering sort of char on the outside and it 
implodes with a succulent sort of softness inside. I think as well on the grill, if you are adding tomatoes to a burger this summer, then consider slicing it, char grilling, just long enough on a high enough temperature to sear it. And then, you know, you'll end up with that perfect umami sort of balsamic sweet char on the outside, which goes amazingly in a burger. Salsa, I think, is probably how we use up most of our tomatoes that we grow where you i mean my classic salsa recipe worth trying it's so easy is diced tomato again seeds and all doesn't matter just dice it up mix in with lime juice finely chopped garlic coriander leaf little bit of red onion finely diced and some jalapeno pinch of salt and pepper and if you want to go one further than that you can look at adding roasted red peppers along with your tomatoes pinch of paprika go down that sort of salsa rojo kind of red vibe or go for the green tomato and add in all sorts of you know capers keep it very fresh make something that's perfect with seafood i think the salsa is a great way and you can do this you know if you don't want to use your knife work and and chop it up just pop it in a blender blitz it into a nice tomato salsa great with nachos perfect sort of summer barbecue food i think the other thing that i would love to say about tomatoes is when you've got them how to store them and avoiding waste everyone knows i think that a tomato tastes better at room temperature but in the summer when it's really hot you know you want to bring out that full flavor but equally do not be afraid of using the fridge just to store them for a little longer i don't ever really freeze tomatoes that's not something i tend to do personally but i think that if you are going down that route then process them first so make a tomato puree or make your own chopped tomatoes and in that way you can you know keep them in the freezer once you've blitzed them all up cooked them out and I think also pizza sauces are great at this time of year if we're looking at adding little bits of shallot garlic basil and then cooking it out into a nice fine tomato sauce for a pizza topping that's a wonderful way to again use it up if you've got more tomatoes than you know what to do with my recipe today i'm going to go inside in a sec and cook a very unusual thing which is a tomato tart to tan this is a recipe that i've tried in a few different ways over the years but i think heritage tomatoes they're so colorful they're so bright and i think that very often you're caught between two options one is to serve them raw and one is to cook them but as soon as you roast a tomato it very often takes on the other flavors which is its forte you know it's great at working in sauces and and melding into this overall wonderful meal but if you have them raw i think you know it's it sometimes doesn't bring out the delicacy of the flavor it's just like a lovely fresh way of eating so i think with my dish today what i'm going to be doing is just cooking them in a sort of puff pastry sort of base once it's flipped over with shallot garlic balsamic vinegar really lovely little hint of basil salt and pepper and a good quality extra virgin olive oil and it's the sort of thing you can just serve hot or cold as a twist to a quiche or a you know a picnic type pastry savory pastry dish and i think the notion of giving someone a bright colorful meal that they can enjoy in the garden is really what i'm into at the moment we're looking for ways of reconnecting with family and friends and and cooking something that celebrates seasonal food so get yourself online get yourself some heritage tomatoes grow some yourself even better and i really hope you enjoy the recipe (laughs) 
This recipe is perfect for a garden party. It uses the heritage tomatoes from Worcestershire and some lovely banana shallots, a little bit of garlic and some basil uh, that I got delivered from 44 Foods. It's all looking fresh, wonderful colours. I mean, the vibrancy of these tomatoes is, is gorgeous. Uh, I've got green, yellow, um, a lovely almost tiger-striped green and red variety. So lots and lots of heritage tomato. And this dish is really easy. Preheat your oven to 180. And then what we're going to do is take a banana shallot and chop it into sort of two centimeter rounds. So little, little discs. And these are going to be on the base or the top, once we flip it over, of the tart tatin. Now, normally an apple tart tatin or peach or apricot, it's very much a sweet, um, but it works incredibly well with tomatoes, with shallots, all about the cooking. So we're going to start off with the shallots first and some garlic. I'm going to caramelize that in a little bit of uh, lovely extra virgin olive oil. I've got a nice Greek bottle here, um, plus a little knob of butter. And then we're going to add in the tomatoes, which I don't want to overcook. But the great thing about robust tomatoes like this that are actually rich in flavor is that when you cook them, they, they hold their body just enough to then serve and they sort of soften as they bake. So it's very much like roasted tomatoes with a bit of paprika and garlic is, is one of my favorite dishes. Um, the puff pastry on this is obviously taking it to a slightly more fancy level, but it's a super easy recipe to try at home. Um, got my garlic that again, I'm gonna keep relatively coarse. And the reason I'm gonna do that, I'll show you in a minute, is we're gonna just put this in the gaps in between the shallot and the tomato in the base of the pan. So I've got some lovely knobs of garlic, just a couple of cloves there. And I think I'm gonna do one more shallot. Banana shallots are absolutely my favorite type of onion. I'm a sucker for them because you can use them in so many ways. They have a, a slightly more subtle um, allium pungency, so they're not quite as potent as a proper Roscoff onion, a brown or a yellow, um, but they are very versatile. I think it's probably many chefs' favorite ingredient, along with tomatoes. Now, what I want to do is show you the tomato test. So I've got some sea salt, um, and I could try this with table salt as well. But how flavor works is, is fascinating, really. Obviously, your saliva is 1% uh, saline um, salinity. So what that means is the more salt you put on food, the more electrical um, dissolved metals and acids or positive and negative charged ions you get, which transmits flavor from a tomato, like this little one here, to my taste buds and then into my brain. So a ripe tomato with table salt will taste of tomato, just with sodium and chloride. If I put on a sea salt, by contrast, and have a taste of this, I've got all sorts of lovely, other really lovely sea minerals, magnesium, calcium, potassium. And what they do, they give you sweetness on the palate and they really amplify the flavor of a tomato. So do give it a go. Try a heritage tomato with a little pinch of table salt and a little bit of sea salt. Um, it's worth doing. In a pan, I'm gonna start heating it up and then add a drizzle of olive oil, add my butter a little later, because butter obviously gets very hot and can burn. I've also got some lovely balsamic vinegar of Moderna here, um, and I'm gonna pop the shallots into the base of the pan. They're little rounds, really, but I'm gonna spread them out, because in the gaps in between, we're then also gonna place some 
tomatoes and garlic because I want this to be overwhelmingly sweet, almost like that gorgeous balance between sweet and salty, salty, savory. So for the tomatoes, the way I want you to prep these, if you're having a go at this, is basically, again, simple rounds that can sit in the bottom of the pan. Um, for a larger tomato, I'm going to just do that in segments. And then this is going to basically be almost like a DIY jigsaw puzzle where you want to fill every little bit of space on the base of the pan with a gorgeous slice of heritage tomato. So love these yellow ones as well. They're sort of yellow orange. It's a really awesome colour. And one of these brighter golden varieties. Heirloom or heritage, however you call it, um, tomatoes, obviously growing in popularity nowadays again, which is great. But the reason they're so popular is because they knock spots off normal tomatoes that have been commercially produced for flavour. And it really is something I'm really keen to do at home is when we grow tomatoes, we're always looking for a nice organic variety um, that delivers something exciting in the garden, but also obviously in the kitchen. It's got to taste good. Right, so those shallots are starting to cook. I'm just going to turn the heat down and a little spatula ready to turn them over. <clears throat> Pinch of salt and pepper. And I just want these to caramelize ever so slightly, but not burn because they are going to be in this pan for quite some time cooking. There we go. Obviously using a, uh, a butter puff pastry is going to make this quite a, a rich, decadent tart to tan. So I'm just flipping these all over and they're just starting to caramelize, which is perfect, just what I want. I'm turning the heat down and now we're just going to add our tomatoes. So the shallots are caramelizing wonderfully here in this lovely extra virgin olive oil. I'm just flipping them over one final time and now into the pan go our tomatoes. Now to do that, and because I want to be quite precise, I'm just taking it off the heat and over here to the side. And it's a matter of getting it nice and level. Placing little bits of tomato in every gap, just keeping them away from the edge where possible. Really gorgeous selection of colours from these heritage tomatoes so I'm spreading them out nice and evenly around the pan. A couple of bits of green and again you can just use any old chopped tomato it doesn't need to be arranged at all fancy to be tasty so these are just going in. I'm going to do a couple of layers of these but first I'm going to plug the gaps with some bits of garlic as well. So this is very much looking at a kaleidoscope of colour, fresh summer, beautiful tomatoes that are just going in the pan, evenly spread out, as I say, it's looking pretty good. And now in with the garlic, so where you've got a little gap, just pop in a bit of garlic and then I'm going to do another layer of tomato on top because it's so tasty. And there we go. That is the base done. It's going to go back on the heat just for a couple of seconds, minute, cook, 
and then we're going to wrap it in puff pastry, pop it in the oven at 180. So this really is a very easy thing to prepare if you've got a barbecue or a little party going on in the garden. It makes quite a wonderful addition to the spread of salads. Um, what I'm going to do just to jazz it up a bit now as well is when it's back on the heat, a drizzle of balsamic vinegar just over the top. That's going to help really caramelize it as it roasts. Get that lovely sort of tangy flavor and some fresh basil leaves as well. Just roughly chopped, popped on the dish. Take it off the heat in a sec, wrap it in puff pastry. And the way we do that, we push the puff pastry down the sides of the pan, make a little hole in the top, just so the air can escape, and then into the oven. It's a very simple dish, one of my favorite ways of cooking tomatoes that's got a little bit of a twist. There we go, basil in the pan as well. And that is the base for the tart to tan. So I've got a nice piece of puff pastry, which I've rolled out and cut larger than the pan so that I can now tuck it down all around the edge of these gorgeous heritage tomatoes. And I do my pastry work pretty rustically, to be honest. So I'm just tucking it down and under and trying to make sure that I'll have all of those bits of tomato underneath. So then this, when we flip it over after baking, will become the top of the tart tatin. And then what I like to do as well is just brush it with a little bit of egg, just so the bottom is tasting great. Okay. Nice little bantam egg, perfect half size egg there. Okay, brush that. Don't forget the holes in top, otherwise it really will blow up into a giant puff pancake. Pastry brush. Brush it. And then get that hole in, pop it in the oven. We're probably looking for about 20 minute bake time. And then I'm gonna finish it off outside in the garden with an extra drizzle of olive oil, pinch of sea salt, and some more balsamic vinegar. Holes in the top and straight into the oven. So the buzzer's gone. 15 minutes later, I'm now ready to flip the tart tatin. I've got a lovely puff pastry that's golden and it's obviously risen. So now comes what is the more stressful part of the process where I'm just using a spatula um, or you could use a palette knife, just check the edges are not too sticky, but I do want a little bit of caramelization going on. I'm going to pop a plate on top of the pan and then very simply in one smooth, confident motion, flip it over. That's it flipped. And then I just gently hope that it falls out. And it has beautifully. I'm missing, to be honest, I may as well be honest, I'm not one of these food stylists who cheats. I'm missing three slices of tomato, which I'm now just flipping over and putting back in their spots. But not bad going, it smells gorgeous. Um, and I am going to drizzle it with a little bit of balsamic vinegar, um, extra olive oil, because frankly, why not? 
and a couple of sprigs of basil. But that is a heritage tomato tart tatin. <laughs>